Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh! Welcome to the show. No football club is ever successful without handball. Vi skal begynne med en mann som ikke har det så lett. Det er lov å si. Ja, det er sikkert ikke den beste uka i livet hans. Nei. 1-7 tappte de nå sist for Vålinga. Og det er altså så utaknemlig og vanskelig å på en måte stå i den stormen. Og når man er trener alene på en måte, selv om du har et del team, så er det sånn du får stormen. Så ta hjem en ordentlig, ordentlig varm velkomst i en børsnål. Thank you. Så lidt nervøs. We booked you for this event a few weeks ago. Yeah. And things have changed, and it's yeah. kind of difficult to find the right tone for this chat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because a few weeks ago we we talked about it, and then they said. It's a very light-hearted, fun, entertaining podcast. And then I remembered on Monday, this week, hmm. I got a podcast on Thursday. And it's supposed to be fun. And, uh, okay, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> so, but it, so, yeah, it is difficult because, the, of course, it's not been a very easy season. It's been a, uh, I asked you if I could swear before I came on. Uh, it's a, been a fucking nightmare yeah. um, and so yeah it's a, a little bit difficult because of course you want to have a fun and enjoyable chat but at the same time uh, the seriousness of the situation that the football club's in uh, you can't be uh, light hearted about that What's it like uh, being you now um, on a regular Monday going to the shop for instance? To the shop? Yeah, yeah, do you think oh, uh, people are looking at me? They yeah. are thinking, oh, I'm there taking he goes. my daughter everywhere now because people say less things when you've got a little kid with you. <laughs> so they, I find they throw less and they're much kinder. So yeah. uh, I dress her in a fairy outfit and take her. <laughs> people love it. Yeah, but do you like get a version? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but do you get lo- uh, a lot of stick? Uh, do, do people no. come up to you and say? No, no, 
No. Uh, to be fair, I, I've gone around the town a lot and everybody's nice. Uh, people are supportive and they, they tell you you're doing a great job even though they don't mean it sometimes, but they tell you that anyway. But uh, normally when I'm out and about, everybody's supportive. People love the club. People want to see the club do well. Uh, but it's only on uh, social media that people aren't so kind, but then, um. then you don't see them, so it don't matter. I just block them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe immediately after a loss. Yeah, of course, but I understand them as well because I'm a, you know, I'm a Leicester fan, so we can talk good things about football with Leicester. <laughs> uh, but we, but, um, but you know, the f- if, you if know we, what it's we, like we, to be a fan. Yeah, if we lose, I'm the same. <laughs> Sack him, get rid of him. No, 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 I never say that anymore. Never. But, but, but you <laughs> never used say to. that anymore. I used to say that, but I don't say it anymore. <laughs> I feel so sorry when they look. I feel sorry for him. Don't sack him. Don't do it. But he, he, he did but, go uh, on Twitter sending the, uh, no, bad messages to No, I don't send. No, I don't do that. Shakespeare. I don't do that anymore. Uh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Shakespeare, leave the club. Um, but the same. Uh, the, the, the we are from Oslo, uh, and the team from our city beat you seven one. Okay, good night. Uh, good night. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the questions um, people were asking me is, what the hell is happening? And I think that's what's happening. What's, uh, why are you where you are at the moment uh, in the tables? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> We've got time. It's, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, uh. where shall I start? No, it's... Um, I, I think when I, when I started, obviously I've been in the club now three years. And I've seen uh, a lot of changes within the club and a lot of, uh, I mean, the, the basis of everything in football normally is economy uh, and finance. And, and if you don't have it, you can struggle. And we've lost a lot and lost a lot of players. And you could see uh, early in this season that was going to be a big challenge. It was a, a really, really difficult um, task ahead of us. And, and the, the t- we kind of had two targets when we sat down. The first is that we have to survive economically because there's a possibility that maybe we don't. And that's uh, that's a huge thing for a club like this. And then you have to make a lot of decisions, not based on football, but based on economy first. Um, and of course, I, I what kind of decisions? Is it like selling uh, somewhere? Uh, selling, yeah, selling players, get, letting players go, not being able to uh, bring players in, losing members, key members of staff around the team uh, that are valuable to the team. So then you know that you've got really uh, difficult tasks to manage. Um, and then. Of course, we, we've had a lot of games where, where we should have done better. There's no, of course, there's a lot of responsibility with me and, and the players will take some responsibility, I hope, as well. Um, because we should have performed better in a lot of the games. Um, and certainly early in the season, I felt that we performed quite well in one or two of the games and we had games where we should have had something. But when you don't, and you don't get any points from games where maybe you should do, and then when you play poorly, you get beat suddenly you're down there and then it's a bigger thing than just the football the it's mental thing with a young team so uh it's been a real challenge and i think maybe every single thing that could have gone wrong um and like an accumulation of everything in the season probably all came together on sunday and uh that was not an easy one to take that was a difficult one so i've never been in a game like that in my life um and it was not uh, not one i want to do again but uh, you know, it's a it, this club is a really fantastic football club, and it's a big club, and uh, it will go back to where it needs to be. But right now, it's at a point where uh, it's been built down and built down and built down, and uh, hopefully, people can be patient, um, and in time, we can build it back up to where it needs to be. How? Uh, <laughs> 
I know it's, it's deeper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking just how, because it's easy to say we're going to work hard and yeah, we need to uh, do, but... The, of uh, course. Uh, is the basis there? Is yeah. the economy there? No, I, I don't know if the economy is there. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I hope so. Um, but, uh, yeah, economy is one thing, and we, we do need that because we need to be able to be be stable in what we're doing and not have to make decisions based on that but at the same time we need to put our um, we need to put trust in the some of the younger players that we've got you know this season four four young players made their full debut I think we've used eight players under 21 in 30% of the game so we've we've had a young squad and we have to give them uh, a platform now and trust in them we have to be, be create a model that's more self-sufficient so uh, be able to produce players and sell them. Uh, that's the only way that we can kind of build the economy and build a foundation that's strong. Um, and then, you know, if the base is good, then we can build something from there. Uh, this season, the base has been uh, like quicksand. Mm. So then, then often this can be a result. Um, well, you have four games left. That's uh, what, 10 points? Um, 10 points up to the yeah. next one. Yeah. Do, you, is it like, do you see any hope at all? or? Less hope uh, than I did a week <laughs> ago. Um, there is. Yeah, the, it's, there is uh, a possibility. Football is a crazy game, but it's going to have to be extremely crazy four games. And well, you're from Leicester. Yeah, I'm from Leicester, so it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give Claudio a ring. Do <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yeah, I'll find out what his trick was. But, but uh, it, yeah, I, I, d I don't think that we're planning. Uh, it's not in our hands. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. can win four games and still go down. So you're, you're uh, playing uh, Trumps. Uh, we play Trumps away. Yeah. So uh, are you now planning something completely different? Two at the back and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. What I think that's what we had against Boringer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so you tried that. I, think, I don't even know if we had two <laughs> at times. Um, yeah, we, we, um, not not something. To, there's only so much different things you can do. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's certainly. I want to give uh, one or two players that I feel deserve an opportunity. An opportunity in this game. Um, and we can look also to to next season and the future. Um, it, it can be a platform for some players to gain some valuable experience. And and I want to play players that actually look like they uh, they give a shit, uh, that they care about the football club, that they want to uh, perform for the team. So, um, you know. I want to see players that maybe want to be here next year or want to stay for the long term and then give them the opportunity. Maybe, maybe they aren't the best ones in the squad, but I can give them a platform now in the next four games and utilise that. Yeah. Uh, you came to Norway. Um, you started out in uh, Sarsborg. Uh, yeah. I guess you came through Brian Dean. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but... Um, the way I, that I understand this is that he started out living with you and your uh, your girlfriend. No, I, I was alone then. I left my wife in uh, <laughs> I left my wife in England. Uh, okay. for for four months to be able to house Brian Dean. To be able to yeah, to move <laughs> to be able to house Brian yeah. Um, no, when I f when we first came over, you know, it was uh, both our wives stayed in stayed in England just because there was a bit of a transition period. I don't think they wanted to stay in a hotel for too long. And uh, I think we just wanted time to focus on the job. You know, it was a new country, a new team. And so we came over and we stayed in the hotel like the first four weeks. And Brian just decided, I'm going to buy a house. Brian's pr playing the Premier League, isn't he? So he's, uh, I just buy a house. And uh, I was like, <laughs> so then I, I, and then I 
looked at houses and realised that uh, this is Norway and if you, I can't afford a beer. So uh, then I need, I'm not going to buy a house. So then I looked around and Sarpsborg didn't have that much uh, like property to rent. It wasn't a high, uh, there was a few places, but I was like, no, I ain't living here. So then I stayed in the hotel and then a house, I think Sarpsborg put something on the website and said, uh, the coaches are, are basically homeless. Can somebody put them up? So I was like, yeah, somebody just rang the club and said, I got a house, uh, they can take it. So Brian was like, I don't want to stay in a hotel. Can I live with you until my house is ready? Yeah, no problem. But the, it gets cold in Sarpsborg in the winter, really, really cold. I don't think anyone had lived in this house for maybe 10 years. It was, I think it was, I think we had a temperature gauge on. It was like, we put, a, it was seven degrees in the house when we arrived. And, you know, Brian's from the Caribbean. And he, he was, he was not happy about this. And we, we, we moved in, it weren't furnished either. And uh, the club put like, somebody from the club had delivered a couch that day. And then I'd ordered a bed off Finn uh, to be delivered. And we came home from training like three, four o'clock and the bed was sat outside the house with like an inch of snow on top of it in, in about 10 pieces. And I thought, oh no. And uh, so we took it in, went in, and it was, it was colder inside than outside. So I've spent like a, I know it's dark, it was dark outside, I spent maybe two hours putting this bed together and I couldn't do it, I could not do it. I fucking, Ikea, uh, could not do it. And uh, in the end, me and Brian just sat defeated in the living room on two couches, no TV, no internet, no, no central heating, eight degrees looking, breathe, you can see our own breath. And uh, we said, fuck, I'm going back to the hotel, ring the club. So we rang the club and said, listen, this, we, we can't stay here. Like, we can't stay here. Brian, Brian, 20 years in the Premier League and he's like on the, on the floor, freezing, shivering. We said, you can't have this. So we called and the sports director came round and he came round with like a big pizza and uh, some logs for the fire and an internet cable. And he like, we were like a couple of little kids, you know, and he was lighting the fire for us and warming up the house. And then, okay, we'll stay, we'll stay. And then we, but we, you know, we live like this for, I think me and Brian lived like that for two months. We didn't care. It was just a couch, a TV, internet and a fire. Like, we didn't need any more than that. And our wives arrived like four months later. And we hadn't got, we hadn't even got a table. They said, uh, what's going on? You live like students in here. And Brian, <laughs> Brian, he could cook spaghetti bolognese, that was it. We had spaghetti bolognese 400 times, I think. But, but it was interesting, you know. I can't say I was sad when he got his own house, but um, yeah. You sort of it, miss it. You miss it a bit. Yeah, a little bit, because it was funny, you know. Uh, I think you can get stressed in situations like that and think, well, I come over here and I want to, came to coach a team in the Tipper League and then, I'm sat on a cold floor with no food. But then you, you kind of laugh at it a little bit and say, yeah, this is, this is all right. I, don't, I wouldn't want to do it every night, but then you think it's quite funny. Uh, and no, it was a really good club, and I enjoyed it there with Brian, and we had, we had some laughs as well. Did you understand the Norwegian over there? Because there are different dialects around the country. Uh, yeah. it's, you, you can follow Norwegian. Uh, if we speak really slow, yeah. Uh, who's got the worst dialect? I don't know. It's uh, it's all. I think uh, Trondheim. Trondheim. 
Trondheim. Can, can I, we hear a little bit? Too uh, far. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I get too embarrassed in big crowds. Hey, give me five pints and I'm class. But, right. uh, <laughs> uh, but, but when when I first went to Sarpsborg, you know, with Brian, he's only uh, I mean, he he couldn't say two words in Norwegian, and he weren't. We, we were on the Norwegian course trying, but. He, it's not. I don't think languages were were going for him really. So every meeting was like we just spoke English for two years really. Uh, so I didn't learn that much there. And then I came, uh, but I did learn a little bit in their dialect. Then I come to Stavanger and it was like starting again. Uh, and then I was working with Shell, who's Swedish. So I was like, what chance have I got here? <laughs> I've got. Got a clue what I'm speaking. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to bring on Egilen uh, Bredesnart. But uh, finally, um, what do you do on the training pitch last days leading up to the next game after you know the one seven? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, no, it's, you work hard. What does yeah. that mean? You know, what is in specifics? Do you know what? Well, the, the players do work hard. They lose 7-1 and it's not because they haven't worked hard through the week. Maybe we've worked wrong or we've done something that we shouldn't do or the game plan's wrong or it's just a disaster on the pitch. But we, we work hard all the time. Um, but we come in on Monday and there were some sorry-looking faces on Monday, I can tell you that. Um, and there should be as well. They should be embarrassed. And uh, I said to them, that's how you've got to feel all week. It's got to hurt a little bit. And then you've just got to put that, that, that should be the first thing you think about when you get up and go to work because then you can, that's the only way that you can maybe dig in and, and get something now because it's only about pride. You know, you've got to go up there and, and have a little bit more <laughs> dignity and pride when you play the game. So, of course, it's, it, it's so difficult to, um, through the difficult periods that we've had to keep them motivated and the players have been good, to be fair. They've come in on Monday and they've tried to go again and they've tried to pick each other up. Uh, and they've done the same again, and I think you have to put on sessions that the players really also want to be a part of, just to get that competition and that edge back in. Um, so we've done that this week, and you know we go up to to Tromso, I get my uh, thermal underwear on and take three points. <laughs> um, Ian, uh, your daughter is backstage with the princess costume yeah, on. Yeah, she is. Yeah, ready She's to bring secu- you home. Security. Yeah. <laughs> ready to walk you home. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So much for coming. Good luck against Tromsø. Stor applaus til fantastisk innbørsel. I'm sitting here in front of the Eiffel Tower. What a magic. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.